0: this episode of the podcast was recorded over a zoom call uh, at a time when physical distancing is important to us Uh, so you will find that depending on the quality of the internet connection uh, it can get choppy at times uh, but for the most part you will be able to hear the conversation clearly Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Hello Mentor podcast. Uh, today we have Mark Od with us. Uh, Mark was originally from the UK, uh, has made a name for himself in Malaysia in just over six years. Uh, Since a young age, all he wanted to do was perform and be in front of the camera And he appeared in TV shows and musicals in the UK until the age of 22 uh, When he got an offer to be in an Asian-based boy band, the London Boys Uh, Will's being in the band, Mark started his own YouTube channel uh, Which now has over 6 million views to this date Uh, He also creates viral content on his Facebook and Instagram account which has over 130,000 followers. Uh, After he parted ways with the boy band, uh, Mark became a TV host for 8TV's daily entertainment show, The 8TV Quickie, for two years. Uh, He also joined Astro Supersports as the host for the international sports travel show Wishlist And currently still at Astro He hosted for Super Sport Daily Where the viewers get their weekly dose of sports news Delivered with a fun twist uh, Mark uh, has made his acting debut uh, In the children's TV show Oh My English uh, For Astro And most recently played one of the six leads In the international movie Rise in Ikalila Which is now streaming on Netflix worldwide And with that, let's start the conversation Mark. Hello, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Very, very good. Thank you. Yeah, uh thanks for uh taking the time to do this podcast. Uh I'm a huge fan. I actually follow you on TikTok by the way. I oh, really? Mention that. Yeah. Well, how old, how old are you? I am too old for TikTok. So, uh <laughs> I mostly I mostly just watch what's going on. Oh, I, I just realized it sounded a bit weird. Now that I say it out loud, but I'm I watch TikTok because I need to know what what the um the young what the people are, are into, saying. Right? Yeah, no, that's I'm just right. I'm yeah. just
1: surprised you follow me on TikTok because normally I have got like what nine year old kids follow me on TikTok. So you're you're probably the most <laughs> adult the adult most adult person I know that's following me on TikTok.
0: So that's good. That makes me happy. Uh, yeah, that's right. So I think I have pulled up the the median range of your followers by a lot. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I think I think you have like an uh, amazing sense of humor. One of the things that I find about uh, uh, humor is that uh, I mean, it does cut across language and culture. But uh, but the way you've kind of put it out, you 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 have really kind of combined what um, you know, uh, kind of Malaysianized a lot of the, the 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 content that you make, which I thought was pretty cool, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, that's really good. So. I saw oh, that um, Yeah, the, one of the, um, I think your latest post on TikTok was about the CMCO, which I thought yeah. was really funny. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's hard for me because I'm not actually Malaysian. So um, in terms of content, it, there's a fine line, you know, I can't, I can't act like all Malaysian and think I know everything or people are going to say things like, Oh, you're not Malaysian or, you know, um, I have to be careful with what I say. You know, if, if there's something I don't like in Malaysia, um, there's no way in hell I, I would make a video about that because confirm like for sure people are gonna say things like oh go back go back to England then like you know you come to our country like don't insult it so I definitely have to be very careful uh, but I mean things are going are, are going quite well so far I mean I don't the content I post. Um, I don't like to post any hateful stuff. It's normally just, like, a lot of fun stuff. I mean, the way I see it is, like, my job is to entertain people. And if I can do that um, through something like TikTok, even, then I'm happy my job's been done.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I know what you mean in the sense that a lot of times if you, when you try to tell a good joke, you have to kind of be on the line a little bit. Oh, yeah. And this is the case where you're, you're kind of offensive, but you're not really trying to offend you know, uh,
1: so I mean, like, yeah, for instance, I I would say 70% of my content I will send to one of my friends and I'll say, Would anyone get offended about this? Because you would be surprised at the amount of things people get offended at. And it, it could be over the most smallest thing that uh, it's, it's, you, you would need some of the things I posted that I haven't even checked to get offended. Uh, for, well, for instance, during the, M- the MCO, Um, I did like the whole quarantine thing. So someone had to buy me groceries. So I asked them to get me, um, can you get me a six six pack of apples? So like, I called it like, oh, a six pack. Can you get, you, you know, you have like beer. It's like a six pack of beer, a 12 pack of beer. So I messaged my friend and I said, can you get me a six pack of apples? So he came over and he got me six packets of apples. So like, um, he thought I meant six packets when I clearly said six pack. So I thought it was really funny. So I posted like a few Insta stories about it and everyone seemed to be laughing. So I, I kind of carried it on and I explained, you know, like, oh, this is a six pack. This is one pack. Um, and I got this one guy who DM me and he was like, how dare you be racist? You know, you think us Malaysians can't speak English. You know, you, you colonizer. <laughs> how dare you say this? And I'm like, bro, like, I'm not saying Malaysians <laughs> can't speak English. I'm just making a joke out of the fact that my friends thought this was a six, a six pack with six pack is. I was like, it's got nothing to do with, with language. Uh, I mean, I get all these stupid comments, like on a daily basis, um, and I normally don't respond to them, but this guy, like, if he's going to call me racist, like, I can't, I'm not having that. So I, I kind of replied, and the stuff he was saying after that, I would, it was just, it was very laughable. So I just thought, okay, this kind of guy, I'm not gonna reply because he's clearly lost his mind. Um so yeah, yeah, but things like that just really make me laugh actually.
0: Yeah, and I think I suppose when you get to a certain when you get to a certain number of following, I mean statistically you're gonna come across someone that I suppose um can be a bit of a troll. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I remember getting my I, I you know I post quite often on like LinkedIn and I remember yeah. getting my first kind of angry comment. On LinkedIn, and I just looked at it. In, yeah, get, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's very things? rare.
1: Wow, what did people yeah, say yeah. on that? Is it is it yeah, somebody yeah, trying so... to sabotage you to get your the job that they want or something?
0: <laughs> I know this guy. No, he he I, didn't I work think...
1: at this company. He's lying.
0: Uh, no, I, I I don't remember what the comment was, but. I remember I was get I was getting I was quite affected by it initially because I've never had this happen before, okay. and then but I stared at it for a while. I was like, oh wait a minute! I suppose it's tend, it's bound to happen eventually, right? Because it's social media, yeah. and uh, in yeah, in, in some way, I I guess, um, you know, I must have made it like enough people know me, <laughs> so it's like enough people now people want to yeah. say bad things.
1: <laughs> I mean to be fair, like I always uh, a lot of a lot of celebrities or people they always ask me the same question oh how how do you deal with hate you know if I get a comment it really affects me and the the one thing I would say back like if I'm being 100% honest here is if you can't deal with hate um and mean comments you're you're in the wrong industry because you're you're putting your stuff online um for people to comment about it that that's the whole point the whole point is you're trying to share a message or you're trying to share something across uh, publicly so if you can't handle criticism or mean comments you're you're clearly in the wrong industry you have to be able to just take it with a pinch of salt obviously if 90% of the comments are bad clearly you're doing something wrong Uh, but if it's just one or two mean comments you know don't listen to the don't listen to these fools just listen to the what what most people are saying, which I imagine is positive things.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Mark, I I just wanted to kind of um rewind a little bit and kind of figure out how everything started uh for you. Because while okay. we were kind of looking through your background, you know, I realized that you actually started training at a the musical theater at a really young age. I think it was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, right? Yeah. Um Do you know that show? That- I I lived in London for about 10 years. Um, oh nice. I walked past that I walked past that theater. I've never watched the Chitty, Chitty Bang Bang. I know it's a very iconic kind of show.
1: Yeah, it's very, um, very British.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and I was like um yeah, I was so curious uh, how did you get involved at such a young age? Was it 11 or 12 or something like that? Uh
1: so basically when I was younger, I liked two things. I liked dancing and football. So my mum was one of those. Um, she wasn't. She wasn't a pushy mum. She just like she w- wanted to be proud of us. So she basically would take us to like dance classes, um, everything like you know. But I like football, so I would do my football and my dancing. Um, but I got to a stage where like um, we, me, me and my two sisters actually, we became like quite good at dancing for our age we would like win a lot, of, a lot of competitions. So our teachers basically said you have to really focus on it and you can do something really good from this. So I had to stop playing football, which sucked a bit. Cause I, I did love football. Um, but it was more of a decision. Like you, you should put all your eggs in this basket when you're young. So you can become like really good at this instead of just being quite good and quite good at this. So I focused on dancing fully um, from like ballroom, Latin, ballet, um, hip hop, um, everything. And then Mm -hmm. I found out about this school in London that had produced a lot of like famous like actors and singers and uh, whatnot. And I had an audition for that. It's a school where you have to pay like a lot of money to go to it and my family couldn't afford it so I auditioned mm. and they offered me a scholarship which was like for us it was like wow like um because like I said we just came from a normal family um and I had to get on a train every day for one hour and a half to travel to London to go to this school um but it was worth it because I from going to this school I learned so many things that I would not have learned from anywhere else in terms of presentation uh confidence for instance um, I may not be doing like dancing and singing now, but mm. some of the elements I learned when I was younger I've one hundred percent applied it into um, my my line of work I'm in now
0: mm. oh so so that's like that's so interesting so from a comment like um uh what I find actually particularly cool is that i suppose in in it, let's say even Malaysia, I would rarely hear about like schools suggesting any students to pursue the arts. But yeah, it, it definitely happened with you, right? And um Yeah, it's quite, that kind it's of quite set, sad that is yeah. actually
1: because it's a lot of talented Malaysians, like a lot of talented, got so many friends that are so good singers, dancers. Um, but unfortunately their par- their parents will say, Oh, you must be an accountant, you must be a lawyer. Um, and it sucks because your work is what, like 60% of your, your life. And people are being mm. forced to do jobs they don't want to do just because in Asia, money is more important than being happy to some people, which really sucks. Um, so I would actually urge and encourage any youngsters who still have the chance now who are watching this, don't listen to your parents. You know, you only, you only have one life. If your mum doesn't believe, only you know what you like. You know, if, you're, if your hobby is drawing or being an artist and your mum's like, oh no, you're never gonna make it, you know, prove her wrong. You know, if she's, I know some people, the answer I will always get back to this is, oh, but she won't let me. Like, you, you're your own person, you know? if You can prove her wrong. Get a part-time job somewhere. If she's, if she's gonna kick you out of the house, um, like get a part-time job somewhere, rent somewhere else, pursue it, become the best artist there is and prove her on and then show them that, you know, you have got what it takes. Um, yeah. That's, that's what I would say. My mum was very supportive. She, she wanted the best for us. She, she would always say to me, you know, if you, if you, cause I loved animals, she's like, if you want to mm-hmm. be like a zookeeper and it made you happy, I'd be happy for you. It might not be the most, what high paid job or the most esteemed job out there? But I just want what's best for you. What you'd be happy at. So I I owe her that I suppose because the musical theater industry is very very unstable. You never mm. get you never get contracts more than six months, um, and then you could be out of work. So um, yes, I definitely do owe her a lot for supporting me, I suppose, and just letting me pursue my dreams.
0: Yeah and, and and what's interesting was the the last two guests that I interviewed on this podcast um uh literally had a rough relationship with their parents in order to pursue you know things that were not in the traditional sense right uh, but
1: they but they did uh, pursue them in the end
0: They did they did Yeah well there and, you go and, that's and, a
1: testament yeah. testament to like, those two guys uh, I'm not sure who they were but like they clearly have shown you that you know you don't don't have this mentality of oh you know or oh, malaysian parents you know cannot have to just do what they say because you, you can't you do have a voice and if you are really passionate about something you have to prove them wrong and show them that you know you mm. can make it yeah
0: mm, mm. And, and this theater was the is it the the sylvia young theater school that's the one yes. they got a scholarship too that's the one yes. right okay okay so so um so what happened after that because I I can see that at the age of 21 you graduated and then you moved to Malaysia like so did it happen I actually yeah.
1: graduated when I was uh 19 so we actually have okay. um it's just like a like a mini college there um and mm. then I was offered some roles in some shows which I did um and when I did those shows I realized that I was possibly in the wrong industry so I was like I had a, oh shit moment. So basically I did Mm. a show for five months and it's the same singing, the same dancing, the same acting every day, sometimes twice a day for six months uh, at the same theater. Um, And I I knew that this was the dream and I, I was studying every day for this and I was enjoying what I was doing, but maybe I was doing different things. But when I got the job and it was like doing the same thing every day, I actually thought to myself, I'm not sure I could do this. Um, So I had a really like shit moment because my mum obviously had supported me for all this time and I basically Mm. was feeling like this. So I had an agent in London and I told him about my situation. I said, is there any like acting jobs you can put me forward to? Um, or any other singing things. And he said, oh, they're putting together this boy band in Malaysia. Um, You know, Is that something (laughs) that interests you? And at the time, um, it was when like One Direction and The Wanted were like really big. And I was one of those typical young guys and I was like, oh yeah, boy band, you know, get to travel around, you know, be really fun, you know, like um, be really cool. So I didn't really read the contract well. Um, and they told us basically that we were going to be like, that we'll be the next next hot thing in in Asia. So I packed my bags, came to Malaysia um, and found out it wasn't like that. You know, we were basically owned by um, the Sunway Group and we were going to be performing like in Sunway basically. Um, so we were t- I was kind of told one thing like, oh, you know, you'll be performing here, like to, to, to get your chemistry goods, um, to basically like, you know, become familiar with the songs. Um, and then we're going to go to the studio, record albums and all this. Um, so yeah, but once again, I, I cannot insult this boy band. I cannot insult my training because if it wasn't for the boy band, I wouldn't have come to Malaysia and, Uh, Really fell in love with it, I suppose. So, so when I was in the boy band, I basically had so much free time. um, I started a YouTube channel, and that's when I got Mm. noticed by uh, the ATV Quickie, who that was my first Ah, ever like TV hosting gig. Um, And they liked what I did. And uh, yeah, they, when my contract finished for the boy band, um, they, I, I knew one of the people there. And they were like, are you going to go mm. back to England? And I was like, yes, I, I am. And they were like, have you ever thought about doing hosting? Because you know, you can act, you can you can sing, uh, we're looking for a host. And I was like, oh, I would have loved to be a host. I, I always used to, you know, practice like football commentary when I was younger, just for fun. So I went for the audition and I got the job and I thought it was going to be like, maybe like a one year I'll be here. Um, so now it's been right. seven years,
0: so yes, yeah, oh wow, okay, oh, so that's that's why so uh, I actually googled the uh, the London Boys, and I found your Facebook page, oh God, <laughs> it's oh, still no. there. <laughs> And uh, I, video I, I don't. Right I don't
1: now. do the content <laughs> for that.
0: <laughs> uh, but that explains why why that video was in Sunway Pyramid. That makes total yeah. sense, right? Yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. like
1: yeah. like I said, I don't. I don't mean to insult the boy bands. It was. It was good fun. Uh, but mm. it def, I was definitely happy when it was over. Um, but yeah. if it wasn't for the boy bands, I wouldn't be here today. So I can't say, oh, I wish I never did it because. If I never did it, I would would never be in this beautiful country and uh, met so many people and, you know, managed to do so many things here.
0: Yeah, uh, well, yeah. so and we're, we're glad you're here. Um, and, and, and is that how it started producing content on, on YouTube? Was YouTube the first place you started posting on?
1: YouTube was the first place, but I didn't really take YouTube seriously because I was doing the TV show. Um, and back then... Hmm social media wasn't that big. It was more about Mm. TV. Uh, Instagram was just, just coming alive. Um, And then as the years went on, I noticed that, you know, there were less TV opportunities because more people were were glued to their phones rather than watching TV. So that's when I thought Mm -hmm. I've got to really, you know, um, try and hit it on this content because, that's I I like to follow trends and I I kind of got the impression that um, people were moving towards social media and a lot of my fellow friends who are TV hosts that they were all like, Oh, I'm a TV host. I don't do this Instagram, this YouTube thing. Um, And unfortunately they have been left behind because now there's actually not many TV opportunities because Netflix, for instance, Mm -hmm. like all these, TV stations in Malaysia don't have the money um, anymore because the advertisers are going to TikTok, they go into Instagram, they go into Netflix. Um, so, yeah, in this industry, we have to adapt to what what is kind of trending, what people are consuming more content on. So I kind of switched to the more social media approach. But luckily, mm-hmm. I, I still work for Astro. So I still get to do my TV stuff. and And now I do more sports which is amazing. So it's, it's kind of like what I, what I wanted to be when I was younger, which was football, mixed with the acting and stuff that I did. And now I'm kind of hosting about sport, which is something I would have loved to do. If, if someone said to me when I was younger, okay, uh, when you're older, you'll, you'll be interviewing like football players and this, I would have been like, yes, yes, yes. Um, so it's, mm. it's, it's, it's really awesome that it's all kind of pieced together
0: yeah, yeah. and I th- one of the things I, I I tell people a lot is it's um it's good to have some sort of plan or vision or what have you. But at the end of the day, right? It, you kind of the best thing you can do, is just work hard at the thing that's in front of you. And then slowly, different doors will open, and it's very yeah. difficult to plan a ten year thing, right? Oh, and, it's and,
1: impossible, yeah, you know, because if you plan as well, you could be you could be losing opportunities because you could you know you could get you could sign like a 10-year contract somewhere because you're like okay my plan is to stay here for 10 years and then you might not be able to get out of that contract when something really exciting comes up it's it's better to always yeah work hard and you know get your cv looking good but at the same time always be on the lookout or always think about the next big thing because there are so many exciting opportunities out there even even in these COVID-19 times yeah (laughs)
0: <laughs> and um, and and I'm I'm curious, right? So your 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 instinct for social media, was you know, um, was definitely I mean, definitely came true. I mean, it's a really big thing right now. Um, uh, but when you first started posting content online, um, did did you always go for the sort of humorous angle? Because like, as a TV host, it wasn't necessarily your personality, right?
1: Well, so that's what I thought. So basically, uh, on TV you can't say certain things or you can't be too gila too like crazy or you know too not not serious so for me it was a way to channel all of the things I wanted to do on tv that I couldn't um on my youtube or on my instagram so that's what I did I just basically uh did some of some of the ideas that got rejected for tv um I'll just be like okay sure that's fine you know if, if you don't want to use this idea I'll just Make a YouTube video about it. So it was, it was a way to kind of channel that. And most of the stuff was was more kind of humorous, I think.
2: Yeah, mm, mm, because mm, I'm
1: not. Mm. I'm. Uh, I mean, you get all these influencers that you know they'll do all these motivational videos or they will do uh, awareness videos, um, and they'll they'll preach about it and they'll they'll say that they really you know stand for this course or for this. Me personally, like, I mean, I donate to charities. I, I, I do my best to help out the society. But there's nothing I strongly um, advocate for, or you know, nothing that I can speak openly enough about. Because I, I would say I'm blessed with with having quite a good upbringing, and um, I've not really had any emotional stress or anything through my life. So my my goal is to just entertain people so the best thing I could get is if maybe someone's had a bad day and they see one of my videos and I get a comment from them or a message and they'll say oh I was having a really really sad day and your video but managed to cheer me up that's that's all I look for really like I said I'm not gonna be one of these people that pretends to you know um do this or advocate for this because I, I can't really um Mm. my, my mm. goal at the end of the day is to make people smile on uh through my content and i mean i hope mm. i i managed to do that
0: no and um it's a very admirable goal like you know so when i was like as i mentioned like earlier I, i'm on tiktok and i initially did it because i wanted to understand like pop culture but i enjoy yeah. it it really does put a smile on my face you know like yeah. it's hilarious. and it's so it's so difficult i think people really underappreciate how uh, difficult it is to get something to work in like what 15 seconds 30 seconds you know yeah. And, and, and yeah and yeah and then so i think i think it's really good it's an admirable goal to make people smile
1: well the, fu- the funny thing about tiktok is uh i was i've been on tiktok for two years i was I was one of the first people to go on it in Malaysia. Like there was a few of us who we actually got selected for a campaign to promote TikTok. Um, and so I got on it and I saw the app and I thought, actually this, this might kick off. This might blow up. So I just stayed on it. Um, and so many of my friends in the industry were like, Oh, TikTok is so lame. It's for kids. It's rubbish. It's naff. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just people doing stupid dances and lip syncing. Um, And I was like, yeah, people are doing that, but no one's doing like the comedy. No one's doing this stuff. So we need to do that because there's, there's a niche market, you know, not, not every person wants to see, you know, one of the like, like all those videos or, you know, uh, (laughs) lip syncing or being kawaii. Um, So I was trying to get my (laughs) friends on TikTok. I was like, look, this is this is a chance we can get on it because no one's on it now, and they were all like, yeah, no, no, it's lame." Um, and then fast track forward to a year later, all those people that were saying bad things about TikTok, and now suddenly on the app, um, and especially during the MCO as well, when they had nothing to do, they all went on TikTok, <laughs> and I was like, "I told you, you should have, you should have gone on it like a year ago." And then they'll say things like, "Oh, it's so hard to to grow your account and." And I would say, well, you should, you should always like, uh, like whenever any platform is is getting big and you see any potential, you should jump on it because if you get on it first, you're going to be one of the first people on there, and you're going to have more opportunities.
0: Yeah, I I agree. Like, um, uh, I mean, being early has a huge advantage because there's, I suppose, there's less competition in that sense because yeah, there's exactly. less people producing content, right? So, so you're always going to get noticed first. Um, and it's easier, yeah. right? So when we, uh, so it, it, yeah, even at Warp, right? I think when we first started, we just focused on Facebook, and then and then we went into Instagram. But even when we went onto Instagram, we we were kind of a bit late, uh, and and we could feel that it was very difficult. Like we we can compare, right? Like the type of content we were posting and other kind of businesses were posting were not that different, but they had some businesses had a huge amount of followers. And it's probably because they posted like a year or two ago, whereas we just started now, right? So, um, so we kind of so for a for a business or company, we actually went onto TikTok uh, fairly soon. We're considered to be soon because a lot of other companies haven't quite done it yet. And oh, we you find guys that are TikTok, yeah, like the not atten- know you guys on TikTok. We're, we are. Yeah. Oh, wow. We are okay. TikTok, I'm gonna so... check out
1: your videos after this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> We've got a we've got a few viral hits, you can check it out. Oh nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and um in the beginning it was really tough though. Like figuring out what TikTok was about was really hard. Like we 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 initially said like, oh, okay, like our key audience is like a lot of young talent. So we should really be on TikTok because that's where the attention is moving on now. But we did a lot of experimentation, right? And um But we like it, we like TikTok.
1: There's so many people on there who are doing motivational videos and literally they just talk 15 seconds every day, like motivation, even like financial advisors, millions of views. Um, And this is the kind of stuff I was telling my friends to do at the start, you know, you don't have, TikTok's not always about stupid kids dancing and, you know, lip syncing. There are things you can do in 15 seconds to make a difference um and Mm. yeah i mean i think you're lucky because at Wob, you guys got quite a young company i think so i think all your your power your brain power is very young and fresh and you listen to the trends um i think some companies um Mm. in malaysia where they have that mentality of you know older knows best wiser knows best and they have people in the company that aren't willing to change their ways they just you know have been in the company for 40 years and then They've given like the, the director position to their son or their friend's son. I mean, I know I, I know how it works, um, um, and they don't have the fresh ideas. Um, those companies for sure are probably like, oh, TikTok, no, no, no. But you know, like you guys for instance, you you've seen that especially a company that creates jobs videos like you know, um, oh, 10 jobs you can do here, or you know, like um, how to how to make your CV look good. Stuff like that is stuff kids want to look at, you know? And, mm,
2: mm.
1: and yeah, it, it baffles me that all these, some of these companies are not on TikTok, but then as I've explained, I can see why, because some of these companies think so backwards. They haven't got the, um, they're not willing to listen to to young ideas. Um, so yeah, but yeah, it's awesome. You guys are on TikTok. I'm uh, gonna be stalking your videos after this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, def- yeah def- check us out. Um, and, and so I'm very curious for yourself. So how do you find um, uh, the inspiration for content, right? And, and do you have some sort of process? Like from the time you think of, oh, that's that's kind of funny until the point that it's completed, right? That, that process, what is it like?
1: Um, so usually every week there'll be something that comes up like a trending topic. Like for now, for instance, it would be uh, Among Us. You know, did you play that game?
0: Yes, I, I have tried it, yes. yeah.
1: So for instance, I, I love making parodies. So I've, I've kind of found that niche, like before I make a lot of different videos, but now I always say to myself, once a month do a parody because I was making a lot of different content and I wanted to kind of be known for something. Um, so I think I did one parody last year, it was about bubble, bubble tea. And it mm-hmm. basically went on to like nine gag and it went on to a few of these uh, sharing platforms and that's when I kind of told myself, okay, like um, this is something you're you're good at, like do more of this. Don't just do lots, lots of different things, focus more on this. And that's what I've been doing. So uh, for instance, Among Us is like the most trending thing on like YouTube and stuff. So mm-hmm. I will, I'll make a parody on that basically. So um, I'm not sure when you're airing this, but the, the parody will probably be up by then. Um, but um, so I normally just follow the trends if there's something trending i'll make a parody about it um mm. or experiences i've had for instance like the the video you said you saw about the cmco um yeah. i mean that's not acting that is i mean obviously i'm acting i'm over exaggerating it but it's the kind of situations that i think we we all faced during the mco you know we we didn't know what the rules were we didn't know where we could and can't go so i was just trying to Put some humor some relatable humor i suppose um so yeah it's i don't really have a plan because you can't really plan these things but every week i do have like a kind of brainstorming thing if, if there's not much happening I'll, I'll basically like um have like a planning session so i'll basically put down all my ideas and i'll say okay on this day i'll i'll shoot this or i'll shoot this and same with tiktok as well
0: Mm. Did you have like um, a team you brainstorm with or like friends you brainstorm with?
1: Um, I don't have a team, but I have people I can trust to shoot. So for instance, like I will, um, for parodies, I have one guy that shoots because he knows what kind of shots I like. He's really good at suggesting angles and everything. But I think in other videos, I like to collaborate with people. So I like to collaborate mm-hmm. with a few friends. Like I do K-pop misheard lyrics. So I always collaborate with my friend, Brandon, who I did the A ATV Quickie with. Um, mm. So, yeah, it depends really, but I haven't got like a, a kind of team. Yeah. So it's a lot of, lot more work for me.
0: Right, right. So, so when you come <clears> up <throat> with these ideas, um, you're basically um, having a conversation with yourself. Is, is that somewhat like trying to figure out what's funny? Is that how it yeah, works? Can or- you write on a notebook or something?
1: I'll write on write on Google Docs and then maybe I'll call a friend and ask because I still have like an English sense of humor. I haven't really got that Malaysianized sense of humor because I, I still follow a lot of my English YouTubers and uh, British comedy. So I'll call up one of my friends and I'll say, do you think as a Malaysian this is funny? And they'll tell me like yes or no. I love to get feedback. I always, uh, when I do a video, I send it to my friends and I say, what do you think? Tell me is it shit is it mm. good be honest you know mm. don't don't tell me mm. if it's good if it's not um and 90% of the time I, I listen to what they say actually unless i really believe in it and i'm just like screw it i'm just going to post it yeah
0: mm. Mm. And, and and i see what you mean by like um sometimes a lot of the inspiration comes from like everyday life right like things that you see and and the reason why i brought up the cmco one was uh, I think w- w- in that in that video you made a joke about how you know if you're living on the border of KL and Selangor, uh, which is like TTDI yeah, versus yeah, yeah. like the yeah Utama right, and you you you're not supposed to cross that border. That's actually the line. And I found that relatable because that's where our office is. That's where WAP is. We are literally on the KL side of the border, and uh, and if I was to cross the road. I'd be like a rebel, you know, I'd be like a bad boy. So, yes so, <laughs> doing something so, wrong.
2: <laughs> what is the
1: situation then? So what you they actually have a roadblock there or not? But they don't have a robot. Um
0: I I I I haven't uh I haven't been to the office, uh, but I, I I can't imagine them having a roadblock there because like it is a very, very long border. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah so I don't know how they would enforce it, but I suppose. Hence the confusion, right? Lots of people are like, uh, but it's just there. Like, are you sure I can't yeah, yeah, go? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. I I
1: I found it funny that you know you can drive from Ampang to TDDI, but you can't go to from Kota Damansara to TDDI. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That's,
0: so that's why
1: that's why I wanted to make a video about it because I think a lot of people were thinking that.
0: Yeah, so um, so I totally can relate to that, uh, and. So, what what's um what do you think is really hard about creating content for social media, that you think a lot of outsiders misunderstand to be easy?
1: Um, hmm, let me think about that. Okay, social media, I would say, is something you have to always be on your the tip of your toes. Something could come out. Mm. And you have to spend the whole weekend making a video about it, or it's not going to be relevant anymore. So there's no such thing as nine to five. Uh, You have to work around the hours. Um, You could have a project with a client that it's only on the weekend. So our Mm. hours, although they seem more free, we do have to sacrifice a lot more. I can't, for instance, plan holidays um, unless they're two weeks, maybe in advance because I don't know what could come up in three weeks or four weeks or next month. Same with my Astro. I get a message, uh, today saying, Oh, Mark, we're interviewing this person in two days time. So we can't book things like holidays or, uh, things like that. Um, and also I would say, um, a lot of people get into social media for the wrong reasons. A lot of people see it as a very glamorous kind of like, Oh, they get, they get attention, they get fame, they get free products, they get this, they get paid to, to, to you know, uh, get free things. If you have that mentality, like, you you will never make it because it's, it's so much more than that. You have to really, like, plan and come up with stuff that you think people are going to like. You can't just – even people that are good-looking, for instance, like, if they just rely on their looks, their career is going to be like this – because when they're 30 years old, there's going to be someone newer, more prettier than them, that people are going to like more. And they'll just unfollow them. It's it's a brutal industry. So if you're in it because, you know, you want all that, then okay, sure, why not? Have fun. But it's not going to last long. So you have to really think about mm. ways you can extend it. Like you've got to, put out content that people like because of the content, not just because of how you look or whatever. Yeah.
0: Mm, mm, mm. And, 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 and I suppose being able to figure out what's, uh, how to relate to your audience when you can't see your audience might also be a challenge, right? I imagine.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and what's, and what's the reverse you think? What's, what's actually easier than it looks?
1: Easier than it looks. Oh, there's nothing easy about social media. Oh, you it's um ugh, what's easier than it looks? Okay, for me personally, I I just find it easy to to think of content just because I watch a lot of videos and um I think I've been acting, I suppose, since I was young. So that's an advantage I have, but I can't really speak on behalf of everyone else because I get a lot of mm content creators who come to me and they say oh mark you know i don't know what to post i don't know what to do um so it's different for everyone but Mm. the easiest thing for me um maybe i'd say like i'm my own boss which i like because i don't answer to anyone if you know a job comes in i can say oh i don't want to do this it's not right for my audience um and if i haven't got any kind of like paid work coming in I can say to myself okay let's do it let's focus on my videos like my youtube channel that I want to do this week so that is probably something that's that's I wouldn't say easier but something that's good that I enjoy having that flexibility to 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 choose what kind of jobs I take I suppose yeah because if you work Mm -hmm. in a company Mm -hmm. and there's a client that you don't want to work with uh, but your boss knows it's going to make the company money. You can't say, boss, I'm not working with this client. No, we're not going to take this contract. You have to just bite your tongue. Whereas for me, I can just be like, oh, this company haven't got the same vision as me. Um, I worked with them last time. They're a pain in the ass. Like, no, like I I can kind of do that. So um, mm, that's what I like, mm. I
0: suppose. Yeah. Mm,
2: mm
0: and and um what advice would you give to a young person um who wants to be like a personality on social media or or on youtube because i think i can see the attraction to it because there's no barrier right anyone can just start posting content and hope they get discovered so 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 a lot of people want to do that but and what advice would you give them
1: i would tell them exactly what i just said about the whole don't do it because you want to be famous or you want your free bag um I would also say, do something that's original. Don't just don't just say to yourself, "Oh, I want to be a social media influencer." Okay, I'm just going to start a podcast and talk about myself, or I'm just going to do a vlog, or I'm just going to make videos about you know the ten things Malaysians do in a jam uh, because it's all been done before. You have to do. You have to find a niche. You know, if you're if you're good at cooking, for instance. And you you want to be a personality, and you like to cook. Do something like that, but don't just do like you know a normal cooking show. Do something that is unique. You know, do something that makes the food look really good, or maybe you you make weird weird unique dishes that people has never been done before. If you like fashion, you know, don't just make videos about oh my ten top outfits to wear, or you know like um, five things that I. Five things that pair well with a hat, because there's like a million people doing this kind of stuff. You have to think outside the box and get your content uh, to be to, to to be found. You know, make it that awesome. Um, and I would also say um, you have to believe in what you do, because if you don't believe in your content, no one else will. So don't let you know one bad video make you think oh no i'm i, I can't do this you know you, you're never going to have every video being a hit there's going to be some that don't do well you have to just keep going and and kind of uh play around and see what works and what doesn't and then you'll you'll maybe find your niche
0: yeah and and so so uh, suppose that's the one of the biggest pitfalls i noticed right and a lot of people tend to fall into the trap of doing something because someone else is doing it and, and it seems to be working and yeah. then they are, they they jump in and say, I'm gonna do that. but then but then the problem is, as you said, they're not unique, right? So they're not unique because there's content like this already exists. And the second yeah. thing is if they don't genuinely believe in it, they can't relate to it. It's very hard to keep going um, doing that exactly, type of yeah. content. so finding right finding that unique space that you can relate to and and the audience likes seeing, I suppose that would be the main challenge.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's because there's so many ways to look at it. You know, some people say like, Oh, I'm I'm not, I'm not getting in this industry because I want to, you know, be famous. I'm doing it because I love what I do. If that's your mentality, then do what you want. Uh, but you know, if you're really looking for a career in it, you have to really think outside the box because people are just going to call you a copycat or people, people just don't want to see the content because they've already seen it many times before you need, if you, Mm. Unless you your editing skills and your hosting skills are amazing, okay, do that stuff, but just do it really good so you're the best. If you're not, then you have to think of ways where you're original, where you can stand out. That's that's why I do parodies because no one in Malaysia is really doing parodies. Um, mm. Like there's so many people doing skits, so many people doing like fashion videos, so many people, you know. Um, doing fitness videos so i just thought okay i I love singing it's what i trained at doing i I miss singing i miss acting so um and i can edit perfect this is something that i can put all those things i miss doing um i love doing it and i can entertain people so you've got to kind of see what you're good at that people will like that's different and that hasn't been done before
0: Yeah. And and how would you contrast, I suppose, the um the, the work that you're doing on social media online versus um you know producing content on TV, right? Because I know you're also a TV host. So yeah. what, what, what are the key differences?
1: Key differences is on on TV we have to watch what we say. So uh mm-hmm. everything's a bit more planned. Uh we can't say certain things or you know we we'd get in trouble. <laughs> So uh, maybe just be a bit more careful. Um, and also we have producers, we have directors, uh, whereas my content is all me, all on my own. So more hard work. Um, when I'm at work, sometimes it's less pressure because I'm, I'm kind of told what to do. Um, although I, I, I put in a lot of input, you know, I come up with scripts, I give suggestions for the shots. Um, ultimately, I'm not the producer for that show. Whereas all my other stuff I do, I'm, I'm the producer, the director, the songwriter, the editor. So it's, it's so much more work, I suppose. Yeah, but I enjoy it. Mm. Like I said, it's, mm. I chose this line of work for a reason. And mm. um, you know, if I've made a parody and I've just shot it and I've come back and it's 10 PM and I'm really tired, I'm not gonna sleep. I'm gonna be so excited to look at the footage. So I'll be like, oh, I wanna see the shots um so that, that's how I know I love what I do because there's never that switch off button unless I mm. really need really need it which I, I don't think I ever mm. need because um I'm not someone that cares so much about money so I'm not always like oh take this job take this job take this job take this job it's more about picking the jobs that are right and at the same time having a social life on the side and um yeah just just enjoying life in general i suppose because you also you also can't get into that 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 phase of like um oh okay i'm gonna take this job this job this job because then your your instagram is gonna become like a marketplace it's just people you're just gonna be a sellout um so you have to just you have to turn things down so you can so your audience don't get bored of your content i suppose. Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah, and 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 um, one of the things I think is really underappreciated or uh, underestimated is because you work for yourself, right? Basically, Mark, and and I suppose sometimes keeping that discipline, uh, you know, may not be that easy. I'm sure yeah, there are yeah, days yeah. where you have off days, like right? I don't feel like it today and stuff like that. So, um, do you have any particular routines that you have on a daily basis that kind of? know keep you going or set you in the right frame of mind and i'm referring to things like maybe you know some people have certain routines in the morning or they do like regular workouts or like meditation do do you do you have any sort of those things
1: okay i you probably not want to not going to want to hear this but no um which is one thing i wish (laughs) i did have like because i think i'd be so much more productive but at the same time i think i am extremely productive um because for me i work on trends and i also work on like um how do i explain i would rather get something done work for like two days non-stop without a break get it done and then rest for a day or chill see my friends um rather than you know getting up at nine every day leaving at five because i just know that's not going to happen because I'm going to get people messaging me at eleven o'clock for work, or maybe there's nothing that I have to do at nine o'clock. So if I want to sleep in, I will. I will sleep in, um, but I will just know that that evening I have to work more because I I woke up late, I suppose. Um, mm. So I don't have any routines, um, which and I, and I'm not going to promote that. I'm not going to say, oh, you know, you don't have to have a routine. Because I think routines are probably good, especially if you need that motivation. But I think I don't really need that motivation because um, I assess how well things are going based on, like you know, the jobs I'm getting, or for instance, the kind of viewership. And as long as it's consistently going up, I'm I'm happy.
0: Hmm. Mm. Oh, that that's inspiring. Like you you're one of the lucky people that. I suppose you're really, you really love what you're doing. Right. So, so the energy just comes from that. Uh, Yeah.
1: I mean, like, like, like I said, if you're, if you don't love what you do, you're in the wrong industry. So I know that, you know, like, okay, I'm not going to get up early today because I had a late night yesterday, but when I do get up, I'm going to work extra hard or I'm going to make sure I do this or, or I'll just tell myself, you know, for the the whole weekend I was working all day I managed to make three videos like I'm not going to work today because I worked really hard on Saturday and you know that video did really well and it's um I already know what I'm going to do next so you know what screw it Monday I'm just going to relax um so yeah whereas whereas I know some people would be like okay like next 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 um Mm -hmm. I don't really have that that attitude because I feel like if you overwork sometimes you're and you think things too much, it won't come naturally. Um, I think any content creator will tell you, if they ever sit down and say to themselves, okay, I've got no ideas, let's think of something, nothing's gonna come out. It, it, things come out mm-hmm. like at random points, like I'll be with my friend and I'll be talking to them um, and someone will say something and I'll be like, oh, that's actually really funny. I'm, I'm gonna make a video about that. So I'll just like write it on my notes mm-hmm. and then I'll come back and at the weekend, mm. I'll be like, "Oh yes, what my friend said about this. I, I'm going to make a video about this next week." Uh, that's how I kind
0: of do things. Hmm. Mm. And and uh, so I, I was going to ask you another question about time management, but I'm not sure if you perhaps you might have already answered it already in that sense. But the and the, and I was really curious because there's so many platforms to post on now i know we talked about tiktok fairly recently but you're also active on instagram yeah um i'm not sure how active you are on youtube but uh but how do you keep up right how do you keep up with like so many different platforms and and with your with your work as a tv host at the same time how do you manage your time
1: luckily um i will put my content on all the platforms so for instance if it's a one minute video on instagram I can also post that on TikTok or on my Facebook. Um, Mm. So what I normally do is um, if I make a YouTube video, I'll cut like a minute from that. Or if I can make it a one-minute video, I'll post it on Instagram. Same with TikTok. So like my parodies, for instance, Mm. TikTok now supports three-minute videos. So that's awesome Mm. news for me because I don't have to cut my videos. I can put them straight up. Um, So I don't see it adds too much of a like, oh, it's different platforms. The only difference is maybe just adjusting the borders, um, and just, just writing a different caption, maybe apart from that, it's mm-hmm. not as if, um, I mean, I do make content just for TikTok and I do make content just for YouTube, but the main ideas I have, like the, I'll call them like my babies, like my parodies or my, my skips that I, I put a lot of pride in or a lot of work in. um, I'll put them up everywhere, so it's not that hard, really, because, and that's what I I tell my friends, you know, who are on Instagram, you know, this video is so funny, just just start a TikTok and post it up on there. You ne- you never know what's going to happen. Um, so yeah, I don't see that as something that is is a challenge as of much.
0: Yeah. Right. So so that's so, so you have um certain amount of content that you exclusively well. It's meant for TikTok or meant for YouTube, but for the most part, the um, the the ones that are uh, where you put in a lot of effort to create, you just kind of what's the right word? Cut it for the different platforms, yeah, right? So put, you only do put, the content once, right?
1: Yeah, just put like the best bits on one platform, or I can you can trim it down to one minute and just make it a one minute video. Because TikTok, honestly, people don't really want to watch three minute videos on TikTok anyway. Although you can. Um, they do like the short stuff under 30 seconds. So um yeah, that's what I usually do. So it's it's not as tough as it seems in that sense. Yeah.
0: Mm. And and um so and what's next for you, Mark? Like um, what are you most busy with right now and what are you kind of thinking about in terms of well, the future?
1: I think you answered that question about ten minutes ago when you said you can't really plan for the future. So it's it's you cannot. <laughs> You don't know what's going to happen. You know, I I could get this, a TV show somewhere else, or, you know, something could happen. Um, something could happen in my family, touch what it doesn't. I might have to go back to England. You can never tell. Um, but I'm just going to enjoy what I'm doing and just stay happy because I I think no matter where you work or no matter what you do, as long as you're happy, that's the main thing. So right now I'm in a good good space. I've got a lot of great friends. I enjoy making my content. Um, I'm, I'm blessed that I'm, you know, people, people like my content and they're not getting bored of it yet. So I don't see any reason why I need to change or expand or do this because I just, I just love what I do. And I, I, I feel Hmm. like the content i produce I could still be making it in a few years time because I don't rely on like, you know, being like good looking or, Having this or having that, or you know, um, I, I like to think my content is people watch it because maybe it's funny. Um, so I, I don't have like a kind of shelf life, I don't think. Um, so yeah, what's next is just keep doing what I'm doing. I've got TV shows coming up for Astro that I can't really talk too much about yet, um, but they're, they're very exciting. And my own original content will still be going up there. I'll be making. A parody every month uh which i which during lockdown i did a parody every week until mco is over so i told myself okay i can do it every week so let's do it every month so uh yeah look out for those
0: nice um so now we're, we're gonna we're going to the last segment We're going to go into quick fire questions okay uh, Yeah. we're going to start with some of the easier questions that you slowly build up Sure. Um, so you, you want me to answer it in like one answer or one word or like? Well, there, there are no real rules. That I there was I think there was one guest where the quick fire segment actually took the longest part of the interview. Oh wow! Okay, okay. Uh, but 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 in general, I suppose like you know, a couple of sentences if you like, depending on the question. Okay, well,
1: because because I'm a host, I will I I take pride in my work, so I will I will follow the rules. And I will make it quick fire. But if you want me to elaborate, you can just you just ask more. Yeah. But I'll Sounds I'll, I'll listen good. to your instructions and I'll make it quick fire.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Uh, first question: um, What are some interesting places in KL that people should visit? Oh, uh, this is not a very timely question considering we're on lockdown. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, okay. But, sorry. Uh, yeah, KL, I mean, KL, or Malaysia. Uh, Well, let's do Malaysia then. Interesting places in Malaysia, right, to visit. Uh, Only cool places to, like, hang out.
1: Okay. Interesting places. Pradak. Um, uh, Tamanga. Um, Bulum Rainforest in Pradak. It's the third oldest rainforest in the world. Bigger than the Amazon. You can see uh, tigers, elephants. Beautiful stay, great ambience, um, nothing like you would see anywhere else, and the beaches as well. Sorry, that wasn't quick fire. But you asked me interesting Uh, places in Malaysia, and there's so many interesting (laughs) places, so I had to elaborate.
0: But yeah, no, I'm really curious to that. Was that? Bloom rainforest? Is that uh, in Uh, Perak? Was it
1: in Perak? Yeah, it's you go on a boat, they take you there, and you're just like in this like forest, and you're surrounded. We did like elephant. Uh, tracking. We did like I saw the largest flower in the world. Your uh, the Rafflesia, right?
0: Rafflesia. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. We
1: we stayed in this beautiful place overlooking the lakes, and we went on a kayak and we went around the whole place, which was yeah, it was beautiful. It was just like being in a, in a different part of the world, and it's so cheap as well.
0: That, that is so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Oh wow. Okay, I I am surprised and. Also slightly embarrassed that I, I have no idea this place existed.
1: <laughs> well, I, I do a lot of travel shows. So like I I am fortunate enough to get these like opportunities. Um, so I, I, vis- I think I've think I've visited every state in Malaysia. Um, so I, I, I think I, I've been to more places in Malaysia than most of my friends. So, and I'm not even Malaysian. Mm. <laughs> mm, mm.
0: I can see that being true. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe
1: after yeah. this I'll be, I'll be a, a tour guide in Malaysia.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and you get to go on holiday at the same time, right? Exactly. Like win win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what object have you purchased in the last twelve months that costs less than a thousand ringgit, uh, but it has um, a tremendous positive impact? in your life oh, what's that? Is that mic Mike. Mike. Yeah. Right. Is that, is uh, that like a special mic?
1: It's a Blue Yeti mic. It cost me five hundred ringgit. Uh, I should have bought it six years ago for my parodies, for voiceovers, for my videos. It makes such a difference mm. like that. The quality is just for 600 ringgit. The the quality mm. difference in my work has been like, dramatic. So I I was being very cheap and I was like, oh, I don't need a mic. Bought the mic and best best buy yet.
0: Nice. It's a, a blue yeti mic. Okay, I, yeti I will yeti check mic, it yes. out myself. All right. This is
1: this is not a sponsored post, but it's very it's yeah. saved me out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, this this is the one question that's made me spend the most money because every time I ask a guest this question, and they recommend something I'm like I'm going to buy that. <laughs> I, yeah, uh, I almost yeah. always end up buying it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there a nonfiction book that you've read uh, that you believe everyone should read?
1: Okay, I'm just gonna go. Very quick fire here. I don't read much. I'm not a massive reader uh, because I, I'm i online a lot. So I will be... My reading is articles and, and content. So I can't... Mm. I'm not going to act like I read a lot of books and suggest things. Um, so yes, <laughs> I will just say a resounding, <laughs> embarrassing, I don't read
0: enough. You don't read? Oh. Well, um, I, I've had, had a lot of uh, guests uh, actually say that, so it's very common because I think right yeah. now a lot of people just consume content online.
2: Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, and no one really reads that like, like book anymore. I read a lot uh, of articles. Next question. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, what's a skill that you have which other people might find surprising, but um, it's been very useful to you in your life or your career?
1: Um. I would maybe I would say like my performing background, I suppose, because I've done a lot of things that for TV shows uh, people didn't know I could do. so like mm. just just maybe like dancing, for instance, uh, a lot of people still don't know that I can dance um, and singing. It helps with with mm. things like parodies and stuff, so I think those things uh, were very, very good. Um, in terms of fun skills, I mean I can juggle which which some people fuck I, I I did a juggling video for you guys didn't I You yes you did yes I
0: I do know that
1: yeah So things like that for instance I I you know I I was like oh, I'm going to put it in here because it makes the video look cool it's like oh well actually like this guy can juggle um he's not just taking the mick um so I think you you should if you have a skill you know, use it as much as you can you know flaunt it as much as you can because it's a skill for a reason you've spent a lot of time Grafting this. So, um, yeah, get out of there as much as you can.
0: Nice. Uh, next question What scene from a movie or TV show um, is super memorable to you uh, and why? Scene from a TV show
1: or a movie? Um, I'm going to say, oh, I'm going to say Toy Story. Toy Story, mm-hmm. the new Toy Story movie. Um,
0: the latest one?
1: Have you watched the, it or not?
0: The last one, right? Uh, yeah, I saw yeah. the last one.
1: Okay, so when, when Woody... Okay, if you, if you plan on watching the new Toy Story, cover your ears. Okay, so uh, the new Toy Story, Woody, uh, when he says goodbye to Buzz and he has to leave them all behind, um, and it was a very sad moment, that was like, for me, actually, moving to Malaysia, because like I had my mm. mom and my dad and my mom was like, like I could I could see she she wanted what was best for me. So that was like Buzz Lightyear. Um, and I actually like, I never cry in movies, but I actually like got a bit teary just because mm. it was something I could relate to because like I kind of left my mom, um, although she's, she's very happily married and she's got other kids there. Like, you know, I did feel a bit like, oh, like, you know, I, i'm going to miss her a lot and I, I do miss her like so much but at the same time she she wants what's best for me she doesn't want me to just stay in england and like not be happy or you know not have as many opportunities so that moment was something that i could really relate to
0: hmm mm. i i i see you mean right so i think it's, it's like the feeling of Because in that scene, basically, you know, they were like best buddies for like years. So it's like like an end of an era, right? And you have to leave his nest and life just takes you away from your nest sometimes. Exactly. Uh, Right. Um, uh, Cool. Next question. Um, What's the best piece of career advice uh, you've received from a mentor or someone you respect?
1: Um, best career advice would be, um, see, I don't really watch a lot of these motivational videos as well. Um, uh, because I've always believed in myself enough. I, I I, don't really watch people say, oh, you know, like, um, Hey guys, you should start the day with a smile. You should look in the mirror and tell yourself you're the best. Um, I've, I've never really been a fan of these things, uh, but I have, heard maybe things that a lot of people say which is uh don't throw all your eggs in one basket which i think is good like Mm. you can it's the same with the content for instance like don't just focus on youtube or instagram because what if one day instagram crashes you need to have Mm. backup so that's something that i've Mm. kind of something different to what i i was taught when i was younger when i had to choose between dancing and football um so now it's more like okay, there's so many opportunities here. The world is very unstable. You cannot just focus on this. So just do a lot of different things. Um, see what works best, but still you know, keep, keep these doors open uh,
0: because you never know where it's going to lead you. Mm-hmm. Um, who is your role model, not someone from your family, and what behaviours did they have that you see in yourself and what do you wish you had?
1: Well, I would say my mum, I know I can't say my family, but she's definitely my role model because she she like raised us when she was younger, when we were growing up, um, on her own and she didn't have much money and she's helped me become the person I am today. Um role model, apart from that, I would probably say um oh, this is a tough one actually. Role model. Role model I'm gonna, Because the thing is, to have a role model, it's got to be someone you can really relate to. Um, mm. And my story is so different. I don't know anyone that's... Because it's so weird that I came to another country and I did something in a different industry. You know, a lot of people have role models of people who are nothing like them, um, which I find strange. Um, so mm. It's hard for me to have a role model... Um, because there's not anyone I I really want to be because I'm I'm still finding myself and finding what things I like and what I don't like. Um, mm. and I think there's so many different people that say good or bad things. Um, there's people I I respect and admire, but they're not people who maybe I would want to be like. I suppose. Um, I mean, I, I kind of like Gary v. I think he's the only person I listen to maybe that I think's um mm. decent but uh, i have mm. to i have to just uh go against your question and say my mum because she's a person that i've i've learned the most from and i've looked up to the most mm. like mm. just some celebrity online uh giving motivational videos or you know becoming a hollywood actor from from nothing it's not going to have as much effect as my mum because she's the one that's mm. really made me who i am today yeah
0: Mm. and 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 I'll, so i was asking you you this question right something uh, another thought just crossed my mind do you see yourself as a comedian or like a, a person or just like a personality? How, how do you see yourself
1: i would say entertainer i i, I always get Entertain, asked that right. yeah well, i hate the word influencer that's the most annoying word anyone <laughs> uses because <laughs> it just makes you feel like someone that's just like hey guys like this is a really cool phone um, so I, I I like the word content creator and I like the word entertainer I think entertainer is best because'm I'm, I'm a TV host and I um, I just like to entertain people yeah I think that's mm. that's the mm. word I I kind of like I think I put entertainer in my Facebook profile yeah entertainer mm. All
0: right and uh second last question uh, if you could make a video go viral, uh, and this video carried a message that was important to you. What message would that be?
1: Um, maybe something for youngsters, perhaps. Because, you know, I love I love young people. I work with a lot of young people. And I know, I think back to when I was younger, uh, the situations I faced. Um, so maybe a video about talking about the paths they could choose in their career. Because there's nothing more that I hate than seeing someone in a job they don't like or someone that's unhappy because I'm a very positive person um Mm. so I hate seeing kids or youngsters like sad so I would maybe maybe do a video about what you know like talking about a few things and uh, you know what what success means to them and what kind of things um they should be happy or not happy about because if someone saw that and it made them happy or it made them more positive or it made them see life differently that would make me happy i suppose um but as i said before the videos i do make like the parodies and stuff i know they don't have messages but if it entertains someone or cheers them up i still believe i've sent a message in some form of way anyway but maybe maybe something about career advice because like i said there's I hate seeing people in jobs they don't like to do um, when they when, when they still had the chance to, to change that, you know? Mm.
0: Cool, and uh, last question. What does the word success mean to you? Okay, so the word success
1: is a word that people, people think different things about. So in Malaysia, a lot of people would say, oh, someone's successful because, oh, they drive a Ferrari or oh, they have lots of money. They're the, they're the owner of this company. Uh, the way I see success is if you're happy. So for instance, okay, there could be a guy who is the, he owns the biggest bank in Malaysia. Uh, he has billions in his bank account, but maybe the people around him, are not actually his friends. They're only his friends because, you know, they, they want his wealth or whatever. Um, he works so hard because he's got so much money and he's doing really well. He doesn't have a lot of friends. He doesn't see mm. his, his kids or whatever. So you've got that kind of success or you've got someone who's got a normal job who isn't stressed out. They have a really nice wife. They have kids they can spend a lot of time with. They have a great amount of friends and they're always happy. So you've got to think, which, which person would you rather be? Me, personally, and I'm not just saying this, I would 100% pick that guy who's just got a normal job. Um, because, yes, he might not be as successful in a kind of financial way, but he's successful because he's, he's got a great family. He's surrounded by happy things. He wakes up every day enjoying what he does. He's not waking up every day thinking, oh, for God's sake, I've got to go to work. Oh, it's okay, though, because, you know, I'm getting paid 50000 a month. It's good money. But money doesn't make you happy. Money, you don't wake up, think, you know, money doesn't give you a hug. Um, so that's one thing I would say to, to to youngsters as well. You know, don't just pick a job because, oh, it's, it's a good paid job. Because you might not like that and... You work for 60% of your life, five days a week, um, from nine to six. Some people's cases, like 10 to eight or nine to nine. Like, pick something that you are going to look forward to getting up every day doing. Don't pick something just because your mum said, Oh, lawyers get paid well. And I, I know I keep saying the word lawyer, and I've got friends who are lawyers who love their job. So I don't mean to insult that. It's just that. The stereotypical thing, it, it, I, th- I think it's what, a lawyer, accountant, what other things are the, the typical Malaysian things? That, um,
0: uh, uh, is it an engineer, I think, maybe an engineer, a doctor, a doctor, yeah. <laughs> yeah, accountant,
1: yeah. Don't just do that because your mum told you to do so, you know, or you think it's a successful job because it's only a successful job if you love that job. If you don't love that, you're not successful because you're not doing what you want to do. Yeah, that's what I would say about success.
0: Yeah, I love that. And and I kind of want to echo it because um, I I see a lot of young people kind of, you know, all rushing into jobs that they think pay very well, but they have to realize that, number one, if not, not only if you don't enjoy it, you're not good at it, it's it's going to be like a struggle for your entire life you exactly. know, to pursue something gonna, like that. You're
1: yeah. going to wake up every morning thinking, oh, I've got to go to the office, whereas you could be thinking, oh, I can't wait to, to do this. You know, I can't wait to teach the kids. I can't wait to, you know, see my animals at the zoo that I, I care about. You know, that's that's more successful, in my opinion, than, you know, being the owner of a company that is making you millions, but you don't have a chance to see your family.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh Thank you, Mark, for doing this. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, I really love the conversation. And um as someone that actually follows you on like social media, it's it's I'm really glad to see that. Um like the person you are as you're talking, I can yeah. see it like being reflected as your also as your image. There's a there's alignment, if you know what I mean. Like you yeah. are who I see you are. Oh, and, thanks. And, and for, that's thanks a for chatting
1: to me. I really appreciate it. It was very fun and uh, yeah. It's nice to know that I have someone in the same age, age range follow, follow me on TikTok. That's made me feel <laughs> very happy today. That's but yeah, awesome. I, I hope, I hope the audience has gained something from this or whatever. Um, yeah, sorry if my answers haven't been as, uh, um, the things you would like to hear. Uh, but yeah, I tried to be as honest as possible, but, uh, yeah, thanks for your time, mate. It's been been very fun.
0: Yes. Thank you. Uh, I think, I think it was a very inspiring conversation and, um, I look forward to, you know, seeing how you grow. Hopefully you stay in Malaysia for a long time. I hope so too.
1: I hope so too. Yeah, let's hope that happens, yeah. yeah.
0: Thank you very much. All right, thank you. All right, see ya. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Hello Mentor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, do hit that subscribe button, whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you're trying to have a great career or if you want to succeed in business, um, you will benefit from really, really getting to learn from some of the most inspiring people in Malaysia and hopefully you can replicate some of that success yourself. Uh, we have many, many more amazing people joining us soon and we expect to release an episode once every two weeks. So again, do hit that subscribe button to our podcast and you will be notified when the next episode is up. Also, this podcast is supported by WARP the leading professional youth jobs platform in Malaysia. So if you're looking to hire great talent or if you're looking for a new job, do also check us out at warpjobs.com. That's W-O-B-B jobs.com. Thank you again. And I look forward to share the next episode with you soon.